Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we are recording for January 19, 2021. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10. Largest gainers and losers in crypto. Number one, largest gainers. What is it? Actually, let's refresh the page here. Refreshing page. Number one. Overline Emblem with 2,367.6% gain. Second place, Fedora Coin. Wow, I haven't heard about Fedora in a long time. And it's actually here, huh? Fedora's, Fedora's an OG. OG. <laughs> Way back in the days. With a 1,028.4% gain. Nice. Third place, Bet Chips with 940 point, uh, 940% gain. Number four, Falcon Project with 305% gain. Number five, Cafe Swap Token with 290% gain. Number six, Bitcoin Classic with 271% gain. Number seven, uh, Omnitude with 253% gain. Number eight, CocktailBar.Finance with 235% gain. Number five, Dracula Token with 206% gain. And number 10, CV Coin with 204% gain. Alright, top losers. Number one, Ethereum Meta with 90, 92% loss. Number two, 3x Short Cosmos Token with 62% loss. Number three, Breeze Coin with 56% loss. Number four, Warp Finance with 50% loss. Number five, Soak Token with 47% loss. Number six, 3x Short Sushi Token with 44% loss. Number seven, with Universal Protocol Token with 44% loss. Number eight, Simplex Chain with 44% loss. Number nine, BitGuild Plot with 40% loss. And number 10, Sia Classic with 39% loss. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10. Top gainers and top losers in crypto. Your overall total market cap is at $1.527 trillion, up by 6.5%. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, fresh news coming in from Liam Frost. Institutional investors buy $600 million of Bitcoin in just one day. Digital Asset Manager Grayscale has added 16,244 Bitcoin, currently worth over $600 million, to its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GTBC, yesterday according to date. I don't think that's right. GTB, I think it's GBTC. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. I think it's GBTC. GT, whatever. Uh, according to uh, data from uh, CryptoQuant, this was a single... This was the single largest daily purchase so far in Bitcoin and Bitcoin and dollars term. Although it's worth nothing, uh, it's, although it's worth noting that the growth of the fund may either uh, may be either through new purchase of Bitcoin or existing investors moving their holdings to the trust. That said, the fund now looks after a total of six hundred thirty-two thousand Bitcoins worth twenty-four billion dollars. Wow, 
That is crazy. All right, next news written by Robert Stevens. How to find a Bitcoin ATM near me. Bitcoin ATM. Bitcoin is all about the digital economy uh, and cashless society. ATMs, therefore, should have no place in this vir- should have no place in this virtual economy, right? Wrong. It turns out, Bitcoin ATMs are springing up all over the world, offering customers an easy way to buy Bitcoin on the high streets. What is an AT- a Bitcoin ATM? Bitcoin ATMs look pretty much like any other ATM. The key difference is that while regular ATMs dispense cash, Bitcoin ATMs let people trade Bitcoin right in the convenience store, the mall, the mall, or parking lot. There are two types of Bitcoin ATMs, unidirectional and bi- uh, bidirectional ATMs. Unidirectional ATMs let you buy Bitcoin either cash or credit card, or cash or card. Therefore, do not require banks, unlike normal ATMs. Bidirectional Bitcoin ATMs let you sell your Bitcoin in exchange for cash. The first uh, public Bitcoin ATM was opened on 29th October 2013 in Vancouver, t- Canada. There are over 12,000 Bitcoin ATMs globally, and over 10,000 of them are in the U.S. by far, most of any country. Okay, why use the Bitcoin ATMs? In the early days of Bitcoin ATMs, they could be used for to buy Bitcoin anonymously. That's changed in recent years, however, with regulators turning their attention towards Bitcoin ATMs in a bid to combat money laundering. Okay. How to use Bitcoin ATMs? To use a Bitcoin ATM, you need a Bitcoin address. For most people, it means obtaining a Bitcoin's wallet. This could be a software wallet, a hardware wallet, or even paper wallet. Uh, dispensing on the level of security, you require some ATMs will print out a paper wallet if you don't have a wallet to hand. To, uh, wallet to hand. Uh, this paper wallet will have a private key on it, which, will, which you will need to access your wallet. How to find Bitcoin ATMs? Websites. There are many different websites finding Bitcoin ATMs. One of the leading options is Coin ATM Radar, which works by inputting an address, then generating a list of near ATMs, nearest ATMs. Okay, cool. Oh, that's nice. Very nice, my friend. Very, very nice. And unfortunately, the map isn't searchable like Google Maps. Instead, you have to zoom in on different areas of the world to see how many Bitcoin ATMs are located in each region. Coinmap.org uh, provides results showing Bitcoin ATMs. Okay, actually, you know what? I want to click on that. Coinmap.org. Let's check it out real quick. I want to see what's here. Okay, let's see. Exchange crypto, buy crypto. Let's see, start buying. Click that. Let's see what happens. Hello. I'm clicking start buying. Okay, nothing happens. There we go. It's loading. Okay. Uh, I thought I thought there was an ATM. This is just it's kind of like a like a just a what do you call it? A coin swap. A coin swap website. It's not what I wanted. Uh, huh. How interesting. Let's do that again. Coinmaps.org. Let's do that again. Click. One maps 2.0 welcome map here we go click on map view map okay good ATMs okay where are we do, do, do. zoom out to the world view whoa how did it end up in Poland let's go to North America quickly now let's see oops California lots in Los Angeles, huh? Very nice, very nice. Okay, let's go to Silicon Valley. If I can zoom this up a bit here. There you go. Nice. Okay, what do we got? There are photos here. What is this? There's a photo there. I'll show what that is. Come on, click, click. What do you got? Okay, okay. And huh? Huh? Hmm. I don't know about this. I don't like the way this website is. So that's my first experience right there with coinmap.org. I'm not sure about this website. 
anyways, uh, continuing on. Mobile apps, Google Play Store, Google Apps. Let me see. You can find uh, ATM's uh, Bitmap uh, listed as Bitmap uh, with two P's in the App Store. Uh, okay, so there you go. All right, next news. That took way too long. Next news, written by Andrew Asmakov. After 25 days pause, Jed McCaleb sells 28.6 million XRP. Jed McCaleb, co-founder of Ripple Lab, sold 28. 28.6 million XRP on Monday, marking his first sale in 25 days. The news was shared by crypto research Leonidas Hadji Luzu. Hadji Luzu assumed that the break was due to the SEC's lawsuit against Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse, and Chris Larson, who together with Jed McCaleb co-founded uh, the company in 2012. This is not the first time that McCaleb has paused XRP sales. The researcher pointed out that most uh, pointed out that on the previous occasion he did so, it was connected to charity donations. Jed has paused his sales in the past to allow a charity he had donated XRP to sell. This time, however, he paused his sales right after the lawsuit. There's no way to know why he resumed. He could have waited for some advice from his uh, lawyers or for a million other reasons, wrote uh, Haji, Haji Lizu. Okay, anyways, next news. Written by Shayuwa Malwa. There is a biblical message hidden in block... Uh, Bitcoin block 666,666. Wow. The Bible is not something you'd instantly associate Bitcoin with, but yesterday someone left a biblical message on its blockchain. Quote, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This message was embedded in the 666,666 block. Bitcoin, Bitcoin and other blockchains allow users to include any message with their transaction. These are immutable and private, like the trans transactions themselves, and cannot be censored in any manner due to the, to the design of blockchains. The quote is now part of the Bitcoin, not part of Bitcoin forever, as per Biblical Means Guide, uh, Bib, Bibrief. It has been interpreted by religious scholars to mean living for the good of others, being honest to oneself, and to overcome with evil with good. It serves as a node to Bitcoin's core ethos, that of providing a fair, inclusive monetary system for all. The uplifting message was, was ironically imprinted exactly on block height 666,666, uh, the so-called mark of the beast in the holy book and a number associated with the devil or the antichrist. Wow. Interesting. Quite, quite interesting. Alright, next news. Written by... Decrypt staff, Ethereum price hits all-time high of $1,400. Much of talks in crypto circles over the last month has been on Bitcoin's historic price run. Three months ago, it was lounging in around $11,000 range. It's now pushing around $40,000. Whether it's trickle-down uh, cryptonomics, a rising tide lifting all boats, a newly launched proof-of-stake chain, or something else, Ethereum has been making moves to. The price of Ethereum has increased 14% the last 20, 24 hours, according to data from CoinMetrics, to hit $1,400. That's, that's above Ethereum's all-time high of $1,396, according to data site. Okay, that's old news. Next news, written by Tim Copeland. Binance staff unlocks forgotten $750 million in BNB. Crypto exchange Binance has unlocked a massive amount of Binance coin for its staff six months later than it's supposed to happen, according to Binance CEO Cheng Feng Sao today. When Binance ran its ICO in 2017, it allocated a certain amount of the coin for its own staff. These coins were to be released periodically and handed out 
and yet the exchange missed a rather large milestone. Also unlocked 16 million BNB. These were supposed to be unlocked in, in July 2020. We just forgot. <laughs> they are moved to a team tokens holding addresses, same as one, uh, same as before. Zal tweeted. That's interesting. <laughs> this 16 million BNB is worth around 752 million dollars, according to the coin's current price of 47 dollars. Zal later clarified that the exchange only forgot about the allocations for a small amount of time, but chose to, to delay it. Quote, we actually knew about it uh, all along. We did forget to do it in July when we were doing the burn. It was brought up to me the next day. I just said we will do it next year. The unfreeze may help. Uh, the unfreeze mainly helps the CMC's ranking of BNB as they only count circulating supply, he tweeted after the article was published. Interesting. Let's see. Binance also helps put upward pressure in on the price of BNB by regularly burning its supply. Today's burning, today's burning the largest amount ever. Okay. Next news. We got a lot of news to go through. Oh, jeez. I need to go faster now. Come on, let's go. Liam Frost wrote: Binance destroys 166 million dollars of BNB in largest burn ever. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance has finished its quarterly token burns, destroying a total of 3,691,888 Binance coins worth roughly $165.8 million, according to an announcement published today. According to Binance CEO Xingqing Sao, around 2.4 times more tokens were burned this time in terms of fiat value compared to the previous events. Binance burns large amounts of BNB every quarter, helping to reduce its available supply, which in theories can boost its price if demand stays steady. Okay, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Ethereum's future open interest breaks high as rallies, as price rallies. The total of open interest on Ethereum futures market has reached an all-time high of over $4.5 billion, according to data from crypto analytics platform Glassnode. Open interest reflects the total value of derivatives contracts such as futures that have not been settled yet. Futures are a form of financial derivatives where parties agree to sell slash buy an asset at a specific price to a set date. Unlike option contracts where buyers might choose to not purchase the asset, futures are contractually binding and must be settled on the expiration date. Okay, next news. Written by Liam Frost. More than $3 billion of Ethereum is locked in ETH 2.0. Uh, roughly 2.6 million dollars of the current uh, cur of the currently existing 114.3 million Ethereum coin is uh, its coins in supply has already been sent to Ethereum 2.0 according to Cryptometrics uh, platform Dune Analytics. That's worth 3.2 billion dollars at current prices. Ethereum 2.0, which went live on December 1st, is the multi-stage blockchain overhaul that aims to shift Ethereum from its current proof of proof of work consensus algorithm to a proof of stake based one. To launch Ethereum 2.0, initially, uh, initially users need to stake at least 524,288 ETH on it. There is now 4.9 times more ETH staked than that. According to Crypto CryptoQuant, over 4,800 users have deposited 32 uh, or more ETH on the blockchain's 2.0 iteration. Okay. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. How many Bitcoin billionaires are there in 2021? Uh, since Bitcoin kickstarted the cryptocurrency revolution in 2009, the crypto space has grown dramatically. In the recent bull run, which saw Bitcoin's price reach all highs of $42,000, uh, Bitcoin alone has reached a market capitalization of over $692 billion. More than 30, 30, more than 30 other digital assets have achieved a market cap of more than $1 billion. As a result, the staggering growth in the number of early adopters, pioneers, and builders have become billionaires, joining the ranks of the world's wealthiest individuals. 
Yeah, let's see, who is it? Number eight, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss. The Winklevoss twins, founder of crypto exchange Gemini, are reportedly back in the billionaire in the Bitcoin billionaire list as of November 2020, with the price of Bitcoin surging from the recent bull run to over $37,000. Cool. Number seven, Matthew Rozak, the co-founder of blockchain infrastructure provider Block. Matthew Rozak was uh, was an early con- convert of the world's of the world of cryptocurrency, buying his first Bitcoin in 2012. Now his cryptocurrency is uh, crypto net worth is estimated to be around 1.2 billion dollars, according to Forbes. Wow. Number six, Brian Armstrong, 37-year-old Brian Armstrong is currently the youngest known cryptocurrency billionaire. He first made his entity in, uh, his entry into the world of cryptocurrency back in 2012 after co-found, co-founding the San Francisco-based cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase. Number five, Tim Draper. Tim Draper was already well known as a investor in the gold with the Golden Touch, having bought into the likes of Hotmail, Baidu, Skype, and Tesla in the in the 1990s and early 2000s. Then in 2014, he scooped up nearly 30,000 Bitcoin in a sale arranged by the U.S. Marshall Service to auction off the asset of the Silk Road Dark Web Marketplace. Okay, number four, Shang Peng Sao. As the founder of the CEO of Binance, currently currently the world's most popular cryptocurrency spot trading platform, Shengpeng Zhao, he managed to amass an impressive fortune since the exchange launched in 2017. Zhao now sits on a fortune worth an estimated $1.2 billion as of April 2019. Number three, Michael Saylor. Okay, we'll admit it. This we'll admit this one's a bit of a stretch. While MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor only holds an estimated $600 million in cryptocurrency, he also holds a $1.2 billion stake in MicroStrategy, which has been buying up Bitcoin at a, at a frantic pace over the last year. So you can make case that $1.8 billion of his fortune is dependent on cryptocurrency. Number two, Chris Larson. The second wealthiest crypto pioneer is Chris Larson, a renowned business executive accredited with co-founder Ripple, a blockchain-based remittance and payment settlement system that uses XRP for cross-border transactions. Number one, McCree Zane. Despite being arguably the least known name on the list, McCree Zane is by far the wealthiest, having amassed a cool $3.2 billion net worth as of January 2021. Zane is an electronics engineer and the co-founder of Bitcoin mining hardware manufacturer Bitmain. The company was recently uh, the subject of a dis- dispute between Zane and fellow co-founder Jian Wu, which at one point saw Zane hiring a squad of armed guards to force- forcefully seize control of the company after being ousted in October 29th. Honorable mention, Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> it, should come, it should come as no surprise that the anonymous founder of, Bit- of Bitcoin is also one of the biggest holders, according to the 2013 an- a- analyst by RSK Labs co-founder Sergio Damian uh, Lerner. Satoshi Nakamoto could have as much as 1.1 million Bitcoin stashed away. At current price of around $37,130, that would make Satoshi's worth over $40 billion, far, <laughs> far more than everyone else on the list combined. Wow, 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 wow. All right, let's keep going. Cryptonauts, we're barely halfway. Uh, next news written by Andrew Asimakov. Ethereum developers published draft specs for Berlin hard fork. ETH 1.0 hard fork coordinator James Han- uh, Hancock has published draft spe- specifications for the next Ethereum upgrade dubbed Berlin. The draft com- comprises Ethereum improvement proposals and the readiness checklist uh, showing whether the code for each proposal has been merged into parts participating clients. Berlin is an update for the current Ethereum 1.0 proof-of-work blockchain. It aims to introduce a number of improvements while more work continues to be done on Ethereum 2.0's proof-of-stake platform. 
The update was postponed in June 2020 due to its critical dependence on the Geth client. The developers agreed that a failure in the client could have caused a complete breakdown of the Ethereum blockchain and decided to wait until a multi-client fork could be implemented. Okay, next news written by Will Gottingen. Crypto ransomware payments grew 311% in 2020, chain analysis. New data suggests that crypto payments associated with ransomware, a kind of malware geared towards extortions, were on the rise in 2020. In a newly published excerpt of its annual crypto crimes report, the blockchain data firm Chainalysis has said that criminal addresses received 311% more cryptocurrencies from ransomware in 2020 than it did in 2019. The report also warns that this is likely a conservative estimate since Chainalysis is likely to identify more addresses connected to ransomware payments retroactively. Okay, next news. Written by Will Gottingen. Yeah. <laughs> Treasury pick Janet Yellen. Cryptocurrency crime of partic- particular concern. In her Senate confirmation hearing on Tuesday, Janet Yellen, President-elect Joe Biden's pick for Senate of the Treasury, said that cryptocurrency are a uh, particular concern for the role of in facilitating criminal activity and that she'll be keeping a close eye on them in her new role. In a response to a question from Senator Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire about how Yellen's Treasury Department would work to rein in crypto finance crimes and terrorist financing in particular, Yellen said, We need to make sure that our methods for dealing with these matters with tech tech terrorist financing change along with changing technology. What? She continued, cryptocurrencies are a particular concern. I think many are used, at least in the transaction sense, mainly for illicit financing. And I think we really need to examine ways in which we can curtail their use and make sure that anti-money laundering doesn't occur through those channels. Yellen, who chaired the Federal Reserve in 2014 to 2018, has been critical of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin specifically in the past. Okay, next news. Written by Andrew Hayward. Soldier Boy tells him buy Dogecoin. Rapper, entrepreneur, and streamer Soldier Boy has endorsed many producer, uh, many products over the years, and a video circulating on social media today suggests that the latest is none other than leading meme cryptocurrency Dogecoin. Quote, Yo, Dogecoin Army, it's going down, man. Make sure you tap into Dogecoin, man. It's going to be the crypto of the future. Dogecoin is for the people's coin. Let's go. It's your boy, Soldier Boy, he says in the video. Oh, my. We quickly tracked down the source of the video, Soldier Boy's uh, cameo page, which allows people to pay $75 for him to read just about any message he agrees to. It isn't clear who paid for this particular cameo video, but if it helps pump Dogecoin's price, Doge hodlers will be smiling regardless. Ah, funny, funny, funny. Okay, that's why he said it. Yo, Doge, yo, Dogecoin army, it's going down, man. Make sure you tap into Dogecoin, man. It's gonna be crypto of the future. Dogecoin is the people's coin. Let's go. It's your boy. <laughs> that just sounds hilarious. Oh, jeez, that's so cheesy. Okay, next news written by Jeff Benson. Crypto exchange Coinbase buys uh, buying Bison Trails. Huh. Coinbase announced today that it is set to acquire Bison Trails, a blockchain infrastructure provider. According to the announcement, Coinbase sees Bison Trails tech as key of future growth. Quote, similar to how the traditional web um, paradigm 
uh, reliable managed infrastructure unleashed a wave of innovation. Our strategy is to offer turnkey solutions to power distributed and scalable crypto infrastructure, enabling the in innovators and builders of tomorrow to do what they do best, build the release stated. Nice. Okay, cool. Next news written by Jason Nelson. Human Protocol wants to use Solana to teach computers to learn. Human Protocol helps machine learn. Helps machines learn. It does this by solic soliciting people to perform so-called labeling tasks, identifying raw data such as video, imaging, images, and text, that in turn provides meaningful information and context for machine learning to improve tasks such as speech and visual recognition. Yeah, machines eat this stuff for breakfast. Today, the Singapore-based foundation announced that it's integrating with Solana, a high-throughput blockchain designed to, pro to provide fast, secure, and scalable decentralization uh, apps and marketplace. Scalable is, cr uh, is crucial to equipping developers slash organizations with additional resources to execute task labeling, and Human Protocol believes that Solana blockchain's capacity is perfect for the job. You know, this reminds me of, uh, of an article I read. It was uh, like a... I guess a research paper. It was a research paper years ago uh, when blockchains were barely coming. This is before ICOs. Uh, this was earlier. I, I forgot which blockchain was was doing this, but it was kind of interesting because it was it was it was AI rewarding AI. So you get you get two AIs, and depending on their their answers to the questions that were provided to the AIs, they each they give each other rewards so say each one of these ais has approximately a million coins in their bag each of them have a million coins in their bag equally they start off they ask each other a question uh what is today today is monday you are correct here i give you one coin and then then the next ai asks the other ai a different question and so on so forth so sometimes they do get it wrong sometimes they get it right it's it's a mixed thing the ai just has to try to figure it out and as it be as it earns more and more rewards it it wants more it wants more and more so it becomes more smarter it gets more rewards and it's all doing this on the blockchain i forgot which platform was doing this but it was kind of cool just to read that i haven't seen it in in, in real life or haven't seen any videos on it uh, so if there's a video out there i definitely want to link on that if you can connect me with it over at discord uh but that was kind of cool when i was reading that it's kind of cool anyways next news we gotta hurry up we got a lot of news a lot of news written by matthew DeSalvo. china still dominates the bitcoin market report china is still the undisputed king of bitcoin market according to news report by cryptocurrency data provider masari report asia crypto landscape by analyst mira chris cristanto was released today and looks at the funds exchange and trading habits of the world's biggest crypto market asia and the country with the most influence in the region, China, is still going strong despite a regulatory crackdown. The country controls 65% of Bitcoin hash rate. Uh, for a country whose government is hardly Bitcoin friendly, its combined hash rate dwarfs big market players such as the US 7.24%, Russia 6.9%, and Venezuela's 0.43%. So 60. Wow, geez, that's crazy. Masari notes how even though China banned Bitcoin trading on exchanges in 2017, Crypto still continues to thrive, albeit with a fringe industry that operates cautiously. Okay, next news written by Jeff Benson. How to use the uncensorable web on Privacy Browser Brave. 
Since launching in 2018, Brave has built a loyal following by giving web users what they want, more privacy and fewer ads. Guess what? I'm using Brave right now to read you this news article off of Decrypt, right? So I, I use Brave every single day. I love Brave. I like that there is no ads, especially when you're doing YouTube. I, I've, I pretty much, I rarely use the, uh, the, the YouTube app now. I just made a shortcut from Brave on my phone. I made a shortcut to Brave YouTube onto my uh, onto my phone home, and I just click on that and I watch my YouTube without any ads for free. That's so awesome! And on top of that, at the end of the month, I earn crypto. I earn back coins for using that. So if you want to check it out, there's definitely referral links down below. Check it out and join the Brave browser movement. All right. Anyways, what were we doing? The IPFS is a decentralized file system for sharing files in which websites are hosted, not by companies, but by other IPFS users running nodes, according to protocol. And I do that as well. IPFS nodes. I have one. Bling. Raise my hand. That's, that especially goes for web users in countries with blocked websites, pointed out IPFS project lead Molly Mc, Mc, uh, Mac, McKinley. Today's web users across the world are unable to access restricted content, including, for example, parts of the Wikipedia in Thailand, over 100,000 blocked websites in Turkey, and critical access to COVID-19 information in China, she said via a press release. Now, anyone with an internet connection can access this critical information through IPFS on Brave browser. Uh, let's see. Okay, so how do you do it? To install IPFS on Brave, users must first have version 1.9. Well, I'm kind of curious. What version do I have? Let's see. I don't know which version I have. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious. Let's see if I open up another tab here. What does it say? Version anything? No, 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 no. Let's see. Go to settings. How about settings? Version 1.2. Here we go. Nice. Version 1.2. Okay. So we're. Oh shoot. Which which question was it? Where are we at? Where are we at? Do 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 do. Oh no. Oh, here we go. 1.9. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I, I, I'm, I got it. So to to use IPFS on Brave, users must first have version 1.19 installed. Then they have two routes. The first is just to plug in an IPFS URL into the browser. Here's one. Here's one. So click on that. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh. Really? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I see. I see. Somebody put uh, Vincent Van Gogh's Wikipedia on IPFS. How interesting. Okay. I do have my own IPFS website as well, so you definitely check that out. Um, I should actually link that. I'm going to link it. Yeah. The second method is to install a local IPFS node, which would make the network stronger and allow users to look at prior content while offline. If Brave detects IPFS content, it will give users the option of using a local node. And if you need something to read on your private censorship-resistant internet, we we might uh, might we suggest Decrypt. You can read it via IPFS by using the IPFS link at the bottom of the article. Nice, nice IPFS. There we go. Beautiful. I got it. Uh oh. Exit that, exit that, uh, and wait a minute. Uh, yeah, that one, and here we go. Okay, next, are we done with that? Yeah, next, news written by Robert Stevens. 
Oh, the tether controversy, a brief history. Oh, nay. A, it may surprise you, surprise some of you to hear that the dominant cryptocurrency market today isn't named Bitcoin. Tether, USDT, a stablecoin paid to the US dollar, is the backbone of the entire crypto economy. It is far and away the most widely traded crypto asset around and responsible for the, for the vast majority of trading volume within the last 24 hours. For instance, Bitcoin recorded approximately $51 billion in trading volume. Tether clocked in $89 billion. <laughs> Uh, but the market's most important coin is also the more, most controversial. Tether's fiercest critics say that the stablecoin artificially pops, props up markets, believes that the coin is a ticking time bomb, and suggests that it that its eventual demise will one day collapse the entire cryptocurrency market. Hyperbole, maybe, but maybe not. Critics of USDT argue that stablecoin isn't actually backed by real US dollars. They say Tether, much like the Valenius Federal Reserve Prince, its currency out of thin air, and as soon as people realize this in masses, uh, the value of Tether will drop irreparably, and market participants will lose all of the money they thought was held in a stable asset. <sighs> Tether supporters, however, say the rivals have got it all wrong. Tether's truthers simply don't understand market mechanics and the complex nature of Tether's business, and the data that they that they say doesn't support the assertion of tether is used to manipulate the price of bitcoin so which is it and how did we get here tether explained oh, i don't want to go into all this detail the ruckus entirely unresolved now finds south center of, of several years crypto fraud case like many other cryptocurrency crypto companies ifinex the parent company of tether and cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex uh, struggled to find real banks to process the financial transactions and store their money, so it resorted to Crypto Capital, an alleged Panamanian shadow bank. Uh, crypto Capital was run by alleged unscrupulous fellows who had been charged with, among other things, stealing around $850 million of Tether, Bitfinex's money, including the money that backed Tether's stablecoin. Law enforcement has since frozen some of the funds that remain. Okay. Tether and Bitcoin market. So what does this all have to do with Bitcoin? The issue is that the Tether is by far the most popular traded, uh, popular way to trade Bitcoin. On top of 11 most liquid mar markets for Bitcoin, according to CoinMarketCap, 7 involve Tether. So there you go. So if it collapses, of course it's going to take down Bitcoin with it. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Next news. Written by Jeff Menson. Big money investors bet on Bitcoin and Tesla bubbles to pop. There's some good news about and bad news for Bitcoin. The good news almost this is long. The good news almost half the money managers are surveyed in a monthly Deutsche Bank surveyed rated uh, Bitcoin a 10. The bad news was that on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, how big was, was the financial bubble it was in? Most survey respondents said that the, that the digital asset as well as stock prices for electric automaker Tesla were more, more likely to, ha to have in value than double in the coming year. Money managers are people or firms that buy and sell securities for clients because they have a fiduciary duty to manage their clients' money as well. Their perspective provides hints at where the markets could go in the coming year. And they think Bitcoin could be a bubble. A bubble is when a price of an asset quickly grows higher than its inherent values, buoyed by the public picking up its investment trend as well as the, by media reports, the, per the perceived value goes so high that it eventually pops and the price crashes. Okay. 
Anyways, next news, written by uh, Jeff Benson. Crypto, scary but necessary. Former OCC head Brooks. Okay. Brian, Bro- Brian Brooks, who resigned as acting comptroller of the currency last week, has called cryptocurrency, including decentralized finance and stablecoins, necessary in order for the U.S. to continue to lead and succeed in the world. Brooks, a former chief legal officer as uh, prominent U.S. cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase, helmed of the Office of the Comptroller of Currency from May 2020. While there, he gained a reputation for embracing financial innovation and opening doors for the cryptocurrency cryptocurrency industry, the OCC and the Office of the U.S. Treasury that regulates national banks and credit unions. On Tuesday, Brooks tweeted, I'm incredibly optimistic that our big, brawling, risk-taking, dynamic country will continue to lead and succeed, but not by protecting powerful incumbents. Success will come from disruptive ideas that are scary today, but expected but ex- expected and even necessary tomorrow. He then listed cryptocurrency stablecoins and decentralized finance blockchain-based protocols that replace the functions of traditional banks, including lending uh, and in, in interest as examples of innovations that are scary to some today, but necessary tomorrow. Let's see. Though though outgoing President Trump nominee, uh, nominated Brooks for a five-year term as OCC chief in November, the chance for his nomination to go through took a hit after Democratic after Democrats won both Senate runoffs in Georgia, thereby shifting control of the upper house. Current Senate Banking Committee Chairman Mike Crapo had previously indicated that the committee would take up his nomination. Blake Paulson is currently serving as the active comptroller of the currency until President-elect Joe Biden nominates a replacement. Okay, last news of the day. Written by Scott Chaplina. Trump declines to pardon Assange, Snowden, and Ulbricht. Uh, President Trump has issued a flurry of pardons of the last full day of his term. The list of those pardoned include co-founder of, of Britbark News, Steve Bannon, and rapper Lil Wayne. Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and Ross Ulbricht, all three of whom may, may hoped would be on the president's list, were not pardoned. The president's pardons. The president Trump. President Trump has issued thir- uh, 73 pardons and commuted and commuted the sentence of 70 others today, including former campaign advisor and co-founder of Britain News Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was charged with lying about how donor con- contributions would be used amidst a campaign to build a wall along the U.S. Port- Mexican border. In addition to Steve Bannon, Lil Wayne has been pardoned after. After pleading guilty to gun charges in Miami that would have seen him face reportedly up to 10 years in prison, Lil Wayne uh, was also said to have backed President Trump's re-election bid in 2020. Trump also pardoned Ken Kurson, a former Ripple board member who was charged with cyberstalking his wife. Kurson founded crypto publication Modern uh, Consensus and ran several political websites. Kurson previously worked with Trump lawyers Rudy Giuliani on a book. What is a presidential pardon? The presidential pardon is a power granted to the president to pardon any federal crime at any time during the, their term. President uh, pardons have a long story history in the United States. One of the most controversial pardons came in 1974 when President General For- G- Gerald Ford pardoned former President Richard Nixon after he resigned amidst the Watergate scandal. Hmm. 
President Trump has already pardoned over 80 individuals during his time in the White House, including former campaign advisor Roger Stone, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and former campaign manager uh, Paul Manafort. Usually, presidential pardons generate uh, plenty of debate, but today some of the names that were left off the pardon list causing the most controversy. Four people I'd like to like four people I'd like to see on President Trump's uh, clemency list: Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, Snowden, Ross Ulbricht, and Re- Reality Winner. Reality Winner. There are countless others who deserve clemency too, especially those imprisoned under unconstitutional or abusive national security or drug laws. Tweeted Justin Amash. Okay, so that is it, Cryptonauts. We are done. Finally, that was a long one. That was. Sometimes there's some good days where there's just like a good amount of news articles just to just to talk about. And then there's other days like today were just so super overkill. This is just ridiculous. Ugh. Ugh. Just makes me hate life. Ugh. Anyways. Give a thumbs up. Give a like. Give a heart. Give some claps. Give me a shout out. Either actually over at Discord. Discord, Discord, Discord. I like Discord. It's easy. So with that said, I'll catch you all on the next one. Stack, sats, and huddle. Adios.